Humanity had just fallen. Adam and Eve had just eaten the forbidden fruit. They had just fallen into sin and rebelled against God. They had just broken the perfect relationship that they were created into. And then they heard it. The sound that struck terror in the hearts like nothing else could. God walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. Something that, before the fall, for Adam and Eve was normal, was comforting and familiar. God's presence with them in a beautiful place, at a beautiful time, with beautiful weather. The Garden of Eden, the cool of the day, was transformed by sin and guilt. The knowledge of their own guilt had transformed what should have been a source of comfort into a source of terror. It's likely that you know exactly what this is like. If you, as a child, or as an adult, have ever done something wrong, perhaps as a child you've gotten into trouble at school, you've done something very wrong to upset your parents, or as an adult perhaps you did something with the family finances that you shouldn't have, or made a big decision without asking your spouse, or perhaps you did something more serious, you broke your spouse's trust and their heart, you did something so bad that it could break your relationship with them entirely, and after doing this, you come home, and your mom or your spouse is there, waiting for you. At least that's what it feels like. In reality, they were probably just hanging out on the couch or doing some work in the kitchen. You try and sneak around inconspicuously so that they don't notice you, but they do. Hi, honey, how was your day, they say. But what they mean is, I know what you did. At least that's what it feels like. Perhaps they say, let's go out for dinner. But you know that this is just a plot to get you into the car, to trap you in a restaurant, to finally accuse you of what you've done. To name you as the sinner that you are. At least that's what it feels like. Until you are caught and found out, you will go through your daily existence waiting for them to accuse you of what you've done, to condemn you, to forsake you. Your guilt is all-consuming. As a child, as an adolescent, as an adult, this never changes. When we are guilty, everything can feel like an accusation. To the one who knows he lied on his tax forms, every letter from the government is a threat. To the one who has done wrong, everything is a trial, and they are always guilty. And until they actually receive their incoming judgment, everything comes across as a court order, as their own soul, their own conscience, accuses them of what they caught themselves doing red-handed. This is the work of Satan. This is the kingdom of the accuser. This is the house of the strong man. It binds us in our sins. It binds our wills and perverts our minds, closes our eyes, hardens our hearts. It plugs our ears. It is the kingdom of the devil himself, the kingdom of guilt, of shame, of condemnation. This is the work of demons. And these demons serve the accuser, the tempter, the liar, the snake. What they want is for you to pervert everything, the good intentions of love of your neighbor and God toward you to be perverted into an accusation of guilt. They want you to live in fear. But I echo to you this day the words so often spoken by our Lord. Fear not, for I am with you. 
The one who has the power to cast out demons is here with you now. He who binds the strong man is here now with you and for you. It is he who plunders the house of the strong man and takes those who he was holding captive back home to be with him. And he does it all by putting your guilt to death through his own flesh on the cross. Hear the words of Christ. All sins will be forgiven. All sins. There is no height nor depth of sin that God's grace cannot or will not reach. Forgiveness of all sins was accomplished on that cross once for all, and forgiveness of all sins is handed out weekly, daily, hourly, across the whole earth through the word read and preached, through confession and absolution, through the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. In these things, earlier, when we confessed our sins and received absolution, right now in the preaching of the gospel, and in just a little while as we partake of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, in these things demons are being cast away. Satan, who once held you captive, is being bound in chains and locked in hell where he belongs. Through this gospel of forgiveness of sins, right now, in this very moment, the kingdom of Satan is being conquered, and the kingdom of God is established here on earth. But if you hear this word today and cast the work of the Spirit through these holy things aside as if it were an unclean, a common thing, a thing that cannot save, a thing not worthy to trust in, baptism, the supper, the preaching of the gospel, then you will find yourself on the last day having rejected forgiveness itself. And that, my friends, is the only thing that is unforgivable. The rejection of forgiveness itself. For outside of the means of grace, there is no salvation. Just as the unhealable wound is the one you refuse to have bound up, and the unhealable sickness is the one you refuse to take medicine for. Yes, you have committed the unforgivable sin. You all have, and so have I. There are a vast many individuals whose ultimate fear, or perhaps ultimate guilt, is that they have committed this sin, as if this is the one sin Jesus did not die for, as if all other sins are taken upon him. But this, this sin, this is the one that you must bear yourself. To believe this is to be held captive once again by the strong man. There are an even more Vast many individuals who turn this not into one sin that cannot be forgiven, but to say that if we continue doing any sin at all, to perpetually live in a sinful lifestyle, that this, this is the unforgivable sin, as if no sins, except those you've stopped doing, are forgiven. But I will simply repeat to you the words of Christ himself, all sins will be forgiven. To which of these things is your mind captive to? The forgiveness of sins? The promise? Or is it still bound to seeing guilt and threat everywhere? The Holy Spirit is the one who creates faith, trust, and rest in the work of Christ, finished for us on the cross through the absolution given to us in word and sacrament. As you partake of Holy Communion this morning, as you hear the words, This is my body given for you, my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, and as you eat that same flesh and drink that same blood, the accuser within you will be bound, tried, and executed, and you will be free. Free of guilt, free of shame, free of fear. 
Because in Christ all sins have been forgiven. All punishments that you deserve have already been suffered. And all of death has been died. And all that is left for you to receive is grace. You who once walked under a cloud of guilt and a mist of shame, hearing accusations where there were none, except inside your own heart, now look to Christ, who names you righteous, a doer of God's will, a brother, a sister, a mother, even though you are not. Behold, in Christ, all sins are forgiven sins. Behold, I say again, in Christ, all of your sins are forgiven sins. Amen.